0: Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is a little bit different. We're speaking with Pat Hoffman, owner of Lonely Oaks Distillery and creator of My New Favorite Spirit, North 40 Vodka. It is October and the one-year anniversary of Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, and I am celebrating with a special giveaway for one lucky listener for year one. Included in the giveaway is a copy of my book, I'm a registered dietitian, now what? Some products from my favorite partners and the things I love right now. Please go over to my website, annelizabetharty.com, or you can register until the end of the month And I wish you the best of luck and thank you so much for being part of this journey with me so far. I have the best tribe and I am so grateful for each of you and hope that you continue listening to the podcast. Part of the giveaway prize will be my favorite Jolly Time Healthy Pop popcorn coming straight to you from the beautiful state of Iowa. I was actually buying popcorn yesterday, and Jolly Time has already popped popcorn in bags, and I noticed they have a bunch of really fun flavors. I was kind of torn between the confetti cake and the snickerdoodle, so maybe that'll be included in the giveaway. But what I always do know is I snack smart, and I snack very happy with Jolly Time popcorn. You can get more information and some great money-saving coupons on their website, jollytime.com. My conversation today is with the owner of Lonely Oaks Distillery, Pat Hoffman. I come from Middle America, small town Iowa, and my small town, and I mean small meaning there's only like 200 people in the town, is surrounded by a number of very similar small towns as well. There are many great people that come out of this tiny pocket of Iowa, and I get very excited when people from there are doing great things. Pat Hoffman is a fellow small town resident and has started his own distillery making craft spirits from the land he farms. My cocktail of choice almost always involves vodka, and I was very intrigued by a delicious vodka coming from his business only a few miles away from my parents' house. Pat and his wife Amy and their five children are all in this together with Pat's passion for making products he believes in, and cares for from seed to spirit. And I think that's what I love the most about this conversation. So please pour yourself a proper drink and enjoy my conversation with Pat. So maybe take me back to when did you when did you decide you wanted to do this? Like um, when was the
1: Are we live now? We are. Okay. We
0: are. We're live. <laughs> we're live at Well, um,
1: This all began probably uh probably about six years ago now and when ever since i started farming with dad i wanted to have a finished product you know we uh you know we till the soil we plant the seed you know we nurture it uh through harvest um then we uh store it sell it start over again next year you Mm -hmm. know and there's just something there that you know i always wanted to a little more i guess so we thought let's this popped into my head. And I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my wife for probably a, a year, probably close to a year. I just kept thinking, yeah, it's a crazy idea. You know, it'll pass. And then, you know, I mean, yeah. you just, and, it came and, in and
0: you're like, ah. you know, cause it just, you
1: just came to me. And then like, you know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of, you know, crazy ideas pop into your head and then you talk your, so talk hot. some sense into you, you know, <laughs> but I, I could never shake it. And so, one day, I just remember, I woke, we woke up, and I just told her, I said, you know, I've been thinking about this, and I think it's something that we should really look into, is opening a distillery, you know, and I just, you know, I think people care about what they eat, okay? People care about what they drink, uh, more so than ever. Ten years ago, you go to the farmer's market, you know, uh, there'd be maybe a half a dozen uh, tents or... Mm-hmm. but pick up full of stuff. You know, today you go to the farmer's market, you can't find a parking
0: spot. It's amazing. Okay.
1: Now, that tells me that things are going back farm fresh. Mm-hmm. I look at um, I look at craft beer. Okay. When I was growing up, we had the major brands, <laughs> Bud, <laughs> uh, Miller, Coors, you know, and then some smaller but still name brand companies. You know, Bud Light came out. Uh, you know, now what do we have? Just, just talking Budweiser, you know, you got Budweiser, Bud Light, Bud Select, 55, Ultra, basically all in the same family. Mm-hmm. You know, all perceived a little more healthier than the next. Um, but what's the trend now? Craft beer, you know. It's fresher, it's newer. Uh, instead of having five different flavors, there's 105. Oh my gosh, so um, many. You know, you go to your store, I'm sure you have 100 foot. Aisle with 200 different craft beers in it you yes. know, you can go to troy's in erling iowa and probably select one of 12 different craft beers now 10, 10 15 years ago there was around here anyway samuel adams was yeah. one of the first line and kugels uh maybe boulevard out of kansas city mm-hmm. that was it you know people didn't know pe- it was beer people didn't really know craft beer no. but today now here we are with spirits we, you know this is in its infancy so we are, like I said, we're doing. We're not doing something new. We're doing something that was very old, but people lost track of because of prohibition and other things. That uh, that uh, we want to bring back again, you know. And but people think about the health benefits of all of that, you know, from food to beer to I mean any beverages. But when it comes to spirits. don't even think about it and and they would be surprised to know what the difference is between a craft distilled product and just your you know run-of-the-mill major major brand product
0: so what maybe speak to that a little bit because i love that you are a local farmer and you want to use your crop and you want to create a great product so why does a small batch distillery stand out over a big name product
1: well I th- I think it's you know you're buying you're buying you're, you're buying a story you're not mm-hmm. buying a fictitious story you're buying you're buying somebody's passion somebody's that invested a lot of time and money and research and and love you know you're, you're not doing it I guess for all the wrong reasons they're doing it yeah. for the right reasons and and I'm just I'm not talking about myself I'm talking about all the craft craft distillers you know, when I give a tour here, I always tell people if, if, let's pretend we were, this was, I was giving this tour 150 years ago, and I tell you how we, we uh, make uh, whiskey, how we make vodka and all this. The people that I'd be giving the tours would look at me and say, well, who doesn't know that? You know, everybody knows that. Henry Ford's first car he built ran on ethanol. Well, Why? Well, we were a 90% agricultural economy, and every farmer had a still. Mm. They didn't need, he didn't, he could make his own fuel. Now, he just didn't make fuel. You know, when uh, the first pub in Panama or Erling opened <laughs> up, you know, they didn't call, you know, uh with the they called the neighbor that was making whiskey to get whiskey. Sure. They called uh, the neighbor that was making beer, or they made their own beer. They wasn't you know they didn't call the Bud truck and say hey drop off drop a couple cases, <laughs> you know. And so so th- th- this is you know everything old is new again, um, and and it's the same way you know. Um, today we call it a farmer's market. Well, what did we call it 150 years ago? we called it we called it tuesday you know (laughs) or wednesday it was every day that's just what it was you know (laughs) and so and so that's that's what i I mean everybody your great great grandfather um all of us this is what we did this is distilling was part of of our history Mm -hmm. yeah it was a part of our history and so um you know like like i always say we didn't we couldn't store grain like we can today you know dryer bins store it for years on end, you know, so we they ate it, they fed it, they saved the best kernels that they had, and they planted it back next year, and there wasn't a market like there is today where we can buy and sell grain on paper, you know, 24 hours a day, so making whiskey is another way of preserving grain. They had to use it some way before it's spoiled, and so, like I said, this is in, in, in Europe, there's like a still for every 20,000 people. In the United States, there's a still for like every 2 million people. Oh. So, hmm. you know, so th- that just didn't start in the last 100 years. That's been a rich tradition that all of our forebears brought over here with us, and we continued it until Prohibition. And then good God-fearing people, law-abiding people, it was against the law, 99.9% of everybody stopped. But when they stopped, all that All that knowledge, all that information, all the family recipes, that all went away with it. I can't remember what the question was, but that was one (laughs) hell of an answer. That's a really good answer. But I think
0: that's so. How did you get the recipe? I mean, like for you, like you had to do some digging. We did. We did
1: a lot of research. You know, a lot of it is you make what you love. Sure. So you must
0: love vodka. I do. I always Whiskey. I
1: I do. Yeah. I've always been a, you know, I mean, I, I like. I like beer, um, but I've I've always been a spirits guy. Mm-hmm. You know, especially I guess the older I got, I became more of a spirits guy. But you know, um, I love vodka and I love bourbon, and you just learn an appreciation for mm-hmm. that. And so, as you look into all of that, you find that you know this is something that that I can do that that we can do. You know, uh, I I just convinced that you know, best things are usually done in small batches, you know, Like you flippies. go home, you go home and your mom bakes bread. Yeah, exactly. you know, I mean, how Way often you, than... you take that home with you to Des Moines, you take that bread and you take it home and you say, you know what? I'm going to throw that away and I'm going to go buy hy best. <laughs> you know, you just don't do it. No. It's always, be- you know what I yeah. mean? It's always better. Mm-hmm. And so I think it, it shouldn't be so hard to make. I think it's very difficult to make really good spirits 10,000 gallons at a time Mm -hmm. you know but I think you know we're making them 250 gallons at a time and there's just so much artistry and and different techniques that we can do and we do it and we screw it up well so what well we throw it away and we start over again you know and being on the farm we have the luxury of doing that because we have endless amounts of grain to you know to use use Mm -hmm. and to experiment with but you but you can come up with some wonderful things. I think that's one of the things that we've done. Now, I am smart enough to know what I don't know. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel here. You know, We're using some of the best minds in the business, consultants, you know, because there's no, there's no sense in me trying to figure every little thing sure. out. You know, We want to hit the ground. We want to be a major player in the craft distilling business, not, I mean, in the Midwest and, and hopefully someday nationwide. You know, mm-hmm. we, want, we want to grow. Um, but we don't we'll do it at our own pace you know mm-hmm. I would say first Iowa and then the world
0: I like so, that so, Iowa should always be first <laughs> so that
1: it's 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 a lot of fun and, and there's so much uh, that you can do uh, and and maybe just come up with something really special and if it's not one, and, and, and not necessarily unique or uh, you know some brand new product but just something that is local and it's fresh and you know the guy that made it and you know that the story he's telling you is true and it wasn't written up by a marketing firm before Mm -hmm. the distillery was a was built to appeal to um you know 35 to 45 year old demographic Mm -hmm. you know it's authentic Mm -hmm. and i think people want that they want that in everything in life you know from their relationships to the food that they buy to the restaurants that they go to you know, uh, uh, to the spirits that they drink. And so that's why we're seeing that trend towards uh, local, fresh, farmer's market, um, uh, uh, craft beer, Mm -hmm. and craft spirits. That's just the next thing along the line.
0: Well, I was excited to know that you guys were creating this product and your first product is the North 40 Vodka, correct? Why did you, why does it have that name?
1: Well, the name is the hard part. It really is. I've been sued three times. Yeah. <laughs> um, twice before I turned to drop. Okay. Once was but from Ernest and Julio Gallo. The other time was from InBev, who owns Budweiser. And then most recently was uh, a company called Sazerac, who's a very big player in the mm-hmm. in booze. If it's brown, it's basically <laughs> gotcha. and so you know all over names, cease and desist letters saying you know uh, I you know you, you attempt to trademark a name that's difficult. So we were very for fortunate to to get our north 40 but our, our distillery is lonely oak distillery the, the distillery is built this is where my father grew up it's actually built where the house once stood okay right here. we're
0: in it right now right here basically. yes and across the
1: street here to the west is our north 40 that's um when settlers came to it to start farming in iowa um it, it, it was in 1833 And on June 1st, 1833, settlers could come in by 160 acres of ground and start farming. Well, the 160 was broken up into four segments, and Mm -hmm. the northernmost was called the North 40. And so that's why you'll hear people say, you know, oh, you know, uh, you know, this—that's what we call this field, the North 40. And every every farmer's got a North 40. You know, it might not be a 40; it might be 140, (laughs) or it might be an 80. But it's the North—you know—it's the North 40. And and um, and if you live in the city, you say. I had a park in the North 40 you go <laughs> to the so farmer's market life. and say man I had a park in the North 40 just to buy some corn you know yeah. so look at me, it, it has a number of different meetings gotcha. and so we kind of fell in love with the name and
0: absolutely and so how long has the farm been in how long has the family been you here? know
1: it's um I don't know it's well over a century sure. I, I don't I honestly I don't I should look it up but I don't know <laughs>
0: and don't, you farm your land too yeah yep
1: yep you said you're going to do them tonight. <laughs> well, we have some tonight. Well, like I said, we have some corn that some of that are called Wapsie Valley corn that we've planted and, and it's an open pollinated corn. So it's, you know, it's a variety of corn, all, all of the corn that you've seen driving here in between here and Des Moines, virtually all of it is a hybrid. Mm-hmm. And so it has a lot of different traits to it, you know, strong roots, standability, disease resistance. You know, it's bred to for, be, be high-yielding, number sure. two corn. Sure. Well, this corn, it's not, you know, I guess it hasn't been played with, so to say. So, you, you said know... said it's
0: like an heirloom corn. It's,
1: it's an heirloom varietal mm-hmm. corn, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, all corn is open-pollinated, you sure. know. But this this means, in this term, we mean that, you know, you could actually plant the seeds back and it would grow, okay? Gotcha. Where with a hybrid, or it would be... you. It would be similar to the plant, or it would be exactly the, if it would be exactly the same plant that we planted. Now a hybrid, could be it, it could be it's not going to be the same. The exactly. seed that comes off of it, it's not going to be the same as the plant that you're, that, that you're growing. So anyway, but it, it has a rich tradition of making excellent whiskey, and believe it or not, people used to grow corn for that purpose. You just know, just for whiskey, right? Yeah. Now some people <laughs> still do, but n- most don't. And so that's why, you know, we have with, with uh, you know, it's not a stretch to move, uh, plant 15 acres of this corn and, you know, turn it into a fabulous bourbon that no one has made before mm-hmm. or very few people have made. Mm-hmm. And next year we're going to plant different varieties, you know. So then maybe we can blend Two sure. together, you know, sure. and come up with something unique, you know. Kind of like we were we were talking before about grapes. You know, when you make wine, you just don't. Well, a little bit of this. We'll grab some red ones and some green grapes <laughs> and white grapes. We're gonna throw them together. We'll make wine. People don't do that, but when it comes to whiskey, that's generally what they do. So they, they take just look all kinds of corn and all
0: they throw of, it Yellow together. number two.
1: Yellow number two. Huh. You know. And so it could be. I mean, and some use white. Um, and I'm not an expert, you know, sure. but. Most of it is just you know it is what it is. And, and like we were talking before, when I take a load of my corn to town to sell at the elevator, it's all the same kind. you know If I from one field, it's all the same. If I go to el- to the elevator and buy a hundred bushel of corn, it's a mixture of everybody that took a load to town. So there's no consistency to it. I mean mm-hmm. there is, it's yellow number two, but what else is it you mm-hmm. know? We're this I just think we have a unique opportunity to isolate everything and come up with something really special
0: so the next adventure is bourbon or right we already have that we have
1: we, we've been working on it we're nailing it down you know the first thing is um, you experiment and you 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 find your flavor okay we've and your process so we've done that with our vodka we're there You know, we've we've experimented enough both up and down to know this is a fantastic product. We're going to lock it in. Okay, so that's where we are now with our bourbon. um, We're still trying to find it. We're experimenting with different yeasts. Uh, We're experimenting with different percentages of grain. Ours is a weeded bourbon. So we're using corn and wheat. Okay. Um, bourbon has to be at least 51% corn by rule.
0: Oh, okay. so I was going to ask if it had to have a certain percentage of right, corn.
1: Right. At least 51%. Bourbon has to be uh, at least 51% made from corn, um, come off the still at less than 160 proof, and be uh, aged in a new American white oak charred barrel. Hmm. So those are... The, Those are the, the guidelines. The guidelines, okay. right. So, So, you know, we mess around with different percentages, and we, we were getting close. We had done several runs, and we were real happy with where we were. And then one run, we uh, ran out of wheat. And uh, instead of just going to get a little bit more, I just said, oh, hell, just throw extra corn in it, you know? So we actually added more corn to this run than what we normally uh, had been and that one was one of the best runs that we had so then we kind of had to. all right now we got to start all over you know and and experiment and see once but as and and then we we try it you know well was it the extra corn or was it this particular yeast so now we have to experiment let's do another run we'll do the exact same percentages with a different yeast you know and and see once what it's like sometimes if you got two barrels you know you got the yeast in barrel a at one month um is better than the than the flavor of the yeast and barrel B, all other things being equal in the flavor. Hmm. Well then the next month it's exact opposite. And so right now we're we're just trying to find What you, know, you like. What yeah. Where mm-hmm. what you know and, and it's kinda like when you're coming up with something new you know, how like, how do, do you I know? Like? How do you know if this is the best thing you <laughs> yeah. got? Yeah. You know, well you don't. You have to you just keep experimenting. And sure so enough. that's what you know, we've been making bourbon for probably close to three months now, and so uh, so we're, we're not there yet. But mm-hmm. we like what we're
0: where we like going. where
1: we are. Yeah. How long does
0: how do you like when you came up with your vodka? How long did it take for you to come up with that?
1: Oh gosh, probably three or four months.
0: Okay, you so know? you're kind of approaching that maybe with your yeah. Like with your Except the bourbon water.
1: you have to age. You know, the vodka sure. is not aged. Yeah, so that's true. You can tell by the time you I do like your spirit now. run and you proof it down you'll know yeah and, but um the bourbon you know like i said one month barrel a is better one you know and the next month barrel b is better mm-hmm. all things being equal maybe except for the yeast so you I know and you. and every barrel is going to be different you know not every barrel is the same mm-hmm. so so there's those variables too so maybe it's just the barrel it's not the yeast it's not
0: Oh my god, it's so just it's
1: Yeah, and so and, and and that's what's fun about it. You know, you might That's what you enjoy. It's the, it's the journey. Yeah. You know, it's not the, I'm ne- I I I know one thing with our bourbon. I I don't think I'll ever get there. I'll never stop searching.
0: Really? You know, yeah.
1: You're you're you know, you'll always try something new and something different. And that's you know, that's the fun of it. Well, now, that's
0: the craft fun of it. I mean, that's like right. the love and the passion that you're putting into your product. And that's the best part about the small batch
1: right. distillery. And, that, and that's what all craft distillers do. I'm not special. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, that's, that's the difference between craft. You know, uh, these big um, corporations that, you know, you can watch TV tonight and you'll see half a dozen different commercials that produce alcohol. You know, if they're producing a thousand barrels a day, you know and all of a sudden let's say they they make a mistake and they got a batch that's you know twice as good as anything they've ever run they're not going to switch their whole process to replicate that mm-hmm. they're just blended in just blended in you know because you know they've got it down they're producing they're they're producing more in one day than I'll produce in a a year maybe 5 years you know mm-hmm. and so they're not going to shut everything down and experiment to 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 find it you know mm-hmm. and but but the craft distillers that's part of the the curiosity of it you know it's 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 uh part science and part art absolutely you know? and that's the fun of it you're that like is... an
0: architect you're like a spirits architect too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are because there's so much so many factors that go into yeah, that
1: there there is and there's always the unknowns you know absolutely Um, well
0: yeah you can't control those but i think it's i i love the fact that you're from start to finish so you're from mm -hmm. grain to drinkable product right and you're along the whole journey so you kind of talked about the bourbon so tell me about you know why should i choose what's so special about a small batch vodka versus maybe one of the bigger companies well
1: mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into a bunch of names. But, yeah, any? no. Uh, we'll, but, we'll avoid those. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. But most vodka is made in one place, okay? And it's made in the state of Iowa. And we kind of talked about
0: yeah, that. Yeah, okay? we
1: did. You know, it's a food-grade ethanol plant that pumps it out by the tanker load. So I always say, you know, if you go out for dinner, okay? And uh, you and a friend go out for dinner. And you both go to, you go to the same restaurant. And you both order spaghetti. Mm-hmm. do you expect yours to taste different than your friends no no you wouldn't absolutely not. well that's just it um in america you know 70 percent of all the vodka is made in one spot so the only the only difference is the amount of filtration that the distillers put in i mean imagine yourself in the vodka aisle
0: there's so much and, yeah, so and many think, think about it so it's overwhelming yeah
1: and now that that's a lot now and and you don't know where it's made. Like, you know, a bottle right there, it says produced for. Well, sure. what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Well, that means that somebody produced it and they put it in their bottle. Okay. Well, who? Who produced it? Well, I don't, I don't know who produced it. You don't it. know. You know, I've got an idea. I could be 70% right if I made the right <laughs> guess, you know. But those are the types of things that, you know, that are kind of frustrating. And And when you're in craft and people try to rip off the name craft and there isn't
0: it's not trademarked.
1: Well, there is not craft police, I should say. Yeah, you know, sure. <laughs> but, you know, there is. This, they're they're trying to do that, but you know, there are a lot of there are a lot of guys that really, it's, you know, in, in Iowa, uh, Jeff Quint and Cedar Ridge and Ryan and Garrett uh, Burchett at sure. uh, Mississippi River Distillery. I mean, these guys kind of paved the way. I mean, they really helped. And there's a lot of other guys too. I don't mean to to just not mention anybody but Mm -hmm. they helped everybody you know um and especially in in iowa and so you know and they've helped me out a lot too you know um advice and on on anything and Mm -hmm. i you know you you try to pay it forward is what you try to do i'm working with some guys today that um i went to creighton to school and uh, i did too and there you go jays and so then so (laughs) i have a friend that uh, or some guys that I've met, they're younger than I am, and they're going to be opening a distillery in Chicago. Oh. And they've been out here a couple times. To see
0: your distillery, Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. we
1: talk on the phone and exchange email. Because I think, you know, that is what people did for me. To sure. help me. And, and there is no competition um, among the craft distillers. If you're going to buy a bottle of North 40 vodka from Lonely Oak Distillery, you're probably going to try a vodka from uh, Mississippi River distilling, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, or from Iowa distilling. You know, you're there's it's because I always say you're in you're in your right mind.
0: Yeah, you're you know? like a connoisseur of it. That's like right. You're looking for that.
1: If you product. know if you're looking I always say if you're looking for one thing that always tastes the same wherever you are, that's called McDonald's.
0: <laughs> it's true.
1: That's called McDonald's. <laughs> that's so true. you know life is life is short. Get out there and try. There's so many great craft spirits out there and the beautiful thing about it is it shouldn't all taste the same no you know you know you go to a farmer's market i don't care every ear of corn is not going to taste the same Mm -hmm. you know every you know it's not mass produced stuff you know every barrel isn't going to taste the same every batch made is going to be a little bit different but that's the craft of it you know if all we wanted to do was Isolate it down so that everything always tastes the same. What a boring place the world would Absolutely. be. Absolutely.
0: And that's where
1: we've been in the spirits business for about the last hundred years, you know. And now craft is coming back, mm-hmm. and their market share is ninety-five percent. I mean the, uh, the the big distillers, ninety-five percent. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it, it's hard to go from ninety-five to hundred, and the craft distilling is going up you know it's easy to go from five to, it's a lot easier going from five to ten sure. percent than it is to go from 90 to 95 percent yeah and so they, it, it's always a threat you know and they try to push back at us we've been working with different legislation um that finally passed this year in Iowa and it took a long time to get that done but it was spearheaded by um the Birchets and uh uh jeff quint up at cedar ridge and and those guys they you know i was new and You're nobody knew who the hell i <laughs> was but i was kind of beso- i was happy to help and sat at meetings but but you know that helps everybody you yeah know? And, and and that's what i mean you know there isn't there isn't this it's not like a competition you know if it's mm-hmm. a it's a collaboration you know when we get together you know you know, we're friends, we're a group of to friends. Yeah. yeah, it's not like we're, well, you outsold me or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. nothing like
0: that. It's, mm-hmm.
1: it's fun. Yeah. And we learn from each other.
0: Well, so. yeah, actually, absolutely. And that's the way the
1: whole industry is, you know. And so I just, I envision a day when, you, you know, it's, we're going to be 20, 25% of the market. And then it's going to keep growing. Because if you go to, you know, California, Washington, Oregon, Colorado, New York, there's a ton of distilleries it's happening. out there, yeah, yeah, and so then that's what's happening. We're just really proud to be one of the only on-farm distillers. I mean, one of the few in the country, um, a seed to spirit distiller, and then to be on this side of the state, you know, um, is just an added bonus because. You know, it's 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 new to every, it's it's new to everybody, and it's, it's fun. It's exciting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. it really is. You're
0: probably connecting with people that you never thought you would.
1: Oh, but. I am. It's so much fun. It really is. That's I awesome. talk to somebody new every day. <laughs> I mean, every day somebody calls me and, um, you know, has an idea or what about Have I thought about this or oh, sure. just wants to stop out mm-hmm. and you know and that and that's what's fun. Yeah. That's well, I'm really excited
0: fun. for you. Tell me, I do want to know about the penny on the bottle though of okay. the vodka. The they have this penny on. It's so every cute. Every bottle,
1: every <laughs> bottle has a penny. Mm-hmm. The my business decision is uh, the 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 be- uh, I should say the poorest business decision I made <laughs> was I bought fifty dollars worth of pennies for one hundred and seventy two dollars because you cannot buy brand new pennies. Brand new pennies. Yeah, I didn't know that. The only place you can find them is eBay. So somebody buys bricks of pennies from the mint somewhere and then a sucker like me walks along <laughs> and they mark them up to three and a half cents and then I buy them. So, but you know, um, the penny, there's there's three things to the penny. If you ever come out here, you can see our equipment. So, you know, the copper of the penny, you know, reflects uh, the copper of our equipment mm-hmm. out here, you know, and and you can't see it on the, the podcast here, but it's basically a wall of copper pretty much.
0: Um, I can include Can I include a picture of oh, it? Oh, sure. Or, okay, you bet. Well, yeah. I'll put that on there for and, my listeners.
1: And so, um, you know, the uh, the year of the bottle is the year of the penny. And, you know, I'm just a big believer in luck. And I will step over a quarter to pick up a penny. And so, <laughs> I, I, you know, that was... How it started was, the label is hard. That took me two years to design design the label. label. And, you know, we're really happy with the finished product. I mean, I'm not an artist, you know, so I had other people, you know, it's like, you know, you have to figure out what's in my head and then draw it. That's kind of how it started. (laughs) But when it got to the neck label... It was difficult. I did couldn't find one that I like. Every one of our bottles, you'll see, has a oak tree. Yeah, talk- I did okay. see that too. a friend of mine, Bernie Gravy, from he's originally from Erling. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he uh, laser engraves, laser etches every cork for me. Wow! Um, and so we wanted it. You know, we wanted it to be everything to be a special from the so top. Many,
0: yeah, you have so many details on your bottle.
1: And so he's he did he he does that for me, and. We were going to do the the like the tax stamp. Remember the old tax stamp up and over the top, but that would cover up our oak tree, so that was out. So then we were going around the neck. Well, around the neck is problematic because you know everything has to be straight. Um, Everything, you know, if you if you have bottles lined up next to each other, if one's Mm -hmm. a little higher, if one's a little crooked it's problematic, it doesn't look good. You know, we're here, if you look at them, you're gonna see that everyone pretty much looks exactly the same as they're Mm -hmm. lined up. Now, I had about a dozen labels that I had cut out and I was experimenting with and trying on the bottle one night, and it was the final run because we had to get this done.
0: (laughs) And I I
1: hated every one of them. And (sighs) I literally was in tears because I was so frustrated. None of them worked. And And I looked, and as I was tearing it off, the last label off the bottle, um, I looked down and there was a new shiny penny sitting on my kitchen counter, and I saw the uh, the seal on our bottle, mm-hmm. the round seal, and it, and that's the copper color as well.
0: Yeah. And I
1: and I stuck it on the bottle, and I pointed and I took it out to my wife and I said, I think I got this it.
0: Is it.
1: <laughs> you know, and it just all made sense. You know, it just you know the the it's you know it's it's kind it's of like beautiful. it's a good luck story the yeah. whole thing is and so you know so now that's going to be on every bottle um you know maybe when we have our five year bottle we'll put a nickel on it i don't you know batch four, know. batch five is coming out this is batch four maybe batch five we'll put a nickel you never on. know I don't that's know.
0: the group that's the beauty of being a craft right? so who knows <laughs> who knows what we'll
1: do but
0: well, that's exciting. That's but, exciting. And I think it's exciting to share your story because I think, like you said, when you share a story, people want to connect yeah. with with that story and, and try that process.
1: Well, sometimes you just try too hard, you know? Sometimes, sometimes you have to let it find you. That's what I'm finding. You know, you can search and search and search and then don't second guess yourself. You know, you just have to, okay. You just have to recognize, you know what? I've got it. And this is it. And so that was one of those, that was definitely one of those moments where, um, you know, it was, it was, it's a, it's a great story and it has so much meaning, but the whole thing came out of a pure act of desperation because nothing else was, was working, working. But it just, it just <laughs> happened to be sitting right where I was sitting. And it just caught my eye at the right time. And like, that's it. That's, that's what we're doing That's so. what you're doing
0: well i love it well i'm excited to the bourbon will be coming out soon this year oh, next yeah year? We're,
1: we're, we have a lot of small barrels so we mm-hmm. have fives uh five gallon 10 gallon 15 gallon and 30 we have almost all of our tens full we may have some ready by november mm-hmm. i don't know for sure um you'll know, be ready when it's ready yeah, i'm not gonna when make right yeah, exactly. because uh you don't I, to I put enough deadlines on myself to know <laughs> that I'm not going to do that again. But we're very—I mean, we're super excited with our flavor profiles where we are. You know, where where you start, you're moving and you're moving in uh, oh, leaps and bounds to get where you want to get. Well, now we're kind of just on tiptoes, just inching closer. So yeah. so that's you know we know. That, you know, we're right there. You're close. Yeah. Yeah. And we might be there already, you know. Um, That's great. But uh, it's really fun. It really
0: is. Do you think you'll do any other types of spirits?
1: We're going to do a weeded weeded, uh, whiskey, which people love our vodka so much. So we're going to use a different... um, Yeast. And that's
0: the thing, too, to bring up their vodkas made with wheat. Soft red
1: winter wheat. Yes.
0: Yes. yes. Yeah. Which is a little bit different than a lot of other most, vodkas. Yeah.
1: Most vodkas are made from corn. Corn, corn I mean, to me, this is, has a very sharp, it's, really, uh, it's very sharp in the back of your throat. And, uh, you know, you know, if you try our vodka, it's just it's one of the it's, smoothest vodkas you'll ever try. Absolutely. I, I mean, it's, it's the best vodka. I, the best compliment I had was two weeks ago on Labor Day. Weekend, I had a lady come here and and tour, and she was from Russia. Oh, and she said oh. her name was Oksana, and I couldn't pronounce her last name even if I had it from her. <laughs> But she said I had to travel all the way to Iowa to taste the best vodka that I've ever had. Wow! And so that really, I told her she, she's going to come back and do a commercial for me. Yeah, so, <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely. But, you know that
1: it's it's fun. You know to hear that. You know, um, I have. That's where you get your enjoyment. We we gave the first case that we produced away to uh, the parishes. The, I mean, our local churches mm-hmm. here. For those of you that don't know, we're in a small rural we're area. A small and Iowa, five small towns Iowa. really close, and they all have a church. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I'm my Saint Joseph's in Erling. So we gave them batch one bottle. Um, I think was failure or no Panama was batch one bottle two hmm. Wasphalia Defiance uh, you know and so and Portsmouth and mm-hmm. so and they were like you know how could you do that why did you you know and it's like you know you don't it's not I mean for me it was it was it you know it's the enjoyment of seeing somebody else drinking it that's where I get my enjoy, uh, my enjoyment from mm-hmm. it's you know and knowing that it's a good product that that's where it and is. You're it's proud not. Of it. Bottle one, batch one. You know, it's just that that doesn't mean a whole lot to me. I, I want to make sure, you know, bottle, batch 100, bottle 230, you know, people are enjoying that just as much as that's so. We always save a case from every batch. That way we can always go back, you know, and oh, say, wow. you know, even to this day, you know, batch four came, is coming out tomorrow. So we have, you know, we, I line up a, a glass with batch one two three and four and then taste them against each other and make sure that we're always moving better and and i think the you know it's, every it's batch hurting. every batch i make is better than the next so that's awesome i think we're just you know i mean of course i'm learning and yes. and 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 other people come out and they're like i can't taste a difference between one and four you know and i'm like well that's good because you're not the one making it i am so i have to be able to but like i said most people would never know but it's something that i pick up and then and that's part of uh you know it it doesn't it's not just the still you know it's it's the, the 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 grinding of the wheat everything is involved from start to finish so we always take copious amounts of notes to know so that we can go back and say okay if if this batch wasn't as good as this batch, or maybe not, shouldn't say as good, or this batch is a little different. different. well, what happened? You know, what were, what was the average temperature of the fermentation? How long did did it ferment? Um, you know, we have all of that tracked in a graph, and so that uh, we can go but, You know, how long did we cook it? How long did it take to cool? You know, at what temperature did we pitch the yeast? All those things, mm-hmm. you know, that that come to that that you just think won't matter, and some of them, I, yeah, I'm. I'm a rookie here so something sure. may not matter other distillers may laugh at me and go yeah that don't matter but i you know maybe i don't know enough to not know but mm-hmm. but uh, you know that's fun to go back and look and see you the know the little changes different. are what yeah and meant. the changes you know well this batch i ran my still at this temperature and, and the condenser at this temperature and all this and then well the next batch i ran well it was completely different you know mm-hmm. and so you know you, you learn as you go as you go along
0: how long is the process of like start to finish like when you grind the wheat to the bottle of vodka
1: oh probably we run everything through twice so i mean if you started with ground zero probably probably a a week to 10 days i mean if i was pushing it just because you know you got a four a four day fermentation you know for each batch and so uh you know of course you're making them and you know do four we do four batches per run so if we start on day one, the last batch will be done on day eight. Okay. To, you know, so then we'll distill it. We'll do, we, we distill as we go, but we, st- we do what we call a stripping run. So basically we're just cleaning it out. We're just taking all the alcohol from. So we turn 265 gallons of beer into about 55 to 60 gallons of wash. That's 50% alcohol and 50% you know, water. Okay. Then we'll save those up. I'll save four batches. So we'll have about 250 gallons. Then we'll put them back into the still. And this time we'll run it through the entire still. We won't just do a stripping run. We'll okay. turn the whole still on, all the vodka columns, all the plates. Now we're really purifying it down. So that, that's what we call a spirit run. you know. Okay. And then that that takes quite a while to do that. But then we'll end up with about uh, 55 to 65 gallons or so you know, of, wow. of 190 proof vodka. Okay. And then that's what we put in our, and then we'll proof that down um. Uh, and then bottle it from there. So, and that's about 120. I don't know, hundred, 105 to 115 cases probably is about where it is. A we'll finished product when we're done.
0: Gotcha. And how many employees do you have? What's that? How many employees None. do you have? No. I have five you kids. Mean, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my wife. My wife. Really, my youngest is seven. Uh, his name is Charlie. Mike is nine and he's in fourth grade, Charlie's in second. Dave and Will, twins are seniors. And then my daughter Lexi's a sophomore at Iowa State. So the other night, uh, Monday night, we were out bottling and um, Dave and Will, my wife and I, we're doing the the, the manual stuff. My youngest son, Charlie, we have a, a four bottle filler and you push a button to fill the bottles, put the bottles in, he pushes the green button. They fill up, you know. He'll run that for a while, they'll put stickers on. Um, he was running the label machine for a while, you know. Just I mean just little The whole little family's stuff. involved.
0: They uh, love
1: it. Yeah, we can we can really move the penny the penny
0: is, a little bit more that's concentration the, that's when
1: the cussing starts when you have to start <laughs> sticking panties on balls <laughs> that's uh, a little more time consuming than yeah. we like but you know sometimes the a little bit of effort is worthwhile so
0: well that's awesome that the whole family's involved yeah too. yep that's everybody
1: great. we're gonna ha- we, we have volunteers that come we're going to have a lot of people have offered to, to help us but you know we're we're still kind of learning the process ourselves to we want i guess when they come out to help us we want to have the process down you know we're still changing things up a little bit as you know it'd be more efficient if we did you know this this way instead of that way so we're Mm -hmm. still kind of learning but yeah it's it's a lot of fun it really is
0: well i i'm excited for you i'm excited to meet you and be at your facility today and i'm gonna follow you and see all the things that come out of here and share it with my listeners but i always ask my listeners all the same questions at the end so this kind of more is a little bit more food related but what is your favorite food
1: my favorite food oh man (laughs) um you know what? it's hard to go wrong with a good old steak for me i
0: guess (laughs) (laughs) i know being from iowa we just had steak today it is
1: is. you know i love you know I mean, if I had to pick steak and salmon, I love salmon too.
0: Salmon too. That's a good dietitian choice. I love
1: salmon. Yeah. (laughs) There's a local restaurant here in in Woodbine that has fantastic salmon. Salmon. That's my go. When I go there, that's my go-to. Yeah, that's that's a
0: good choice. I like that. This might be an obvious question, but what's your favorite drink?
1: You uh, You know, it depends. In the summertime, I you know we I usually drink more vodka like mm-hmm. uh, you know we drink uh, Moscow mules yes. and I'm, I like vodka and water with a lime.
0: Oh, that's my favorite you know, drink. That's it, my favorite drink. That's, I
1: drink a lot yep. of that. Um, and then uh, in the wintertime, I usually tend more towards bourbon.
0: Sure. You know, so it's warm and cozy. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: you know <laughs> that's generally. I mean, of course, I'll drink beer. You know, and, yeah. Too. I mean, I'm not a
0: or from Iowa. So. Yeah, it, it doesn't uh, have to be
1: mine. I'm not a <laughs> snob that I won't. You know, try anybody else's stuff. No. I always think uh, sometimes I always tell people, you know, life is too short to drink one beer for the rest of your sure. life or one, uh, one of any whiskey for the rest of your life. I mean, try, try something um, different, try them. You know, there's a million of them out there. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. uh, what's your favorite smell?
1: My favorite smell peaches.
0: Peaches. Yes, Uh-oh. we're making a
1: peach vodka, and I've been <gasps> so I've been we've been really been working with that. So that's Yum. we're making a peach vodka and a raspberry vodka. So we've been working on that the last oh two or three weeks. So I've well, been. Now you're getting that's been a lot even of, more
0: excited. <laughs> I love vodka. <laughs> well, it'll be our same.
1: It'll be the same base, uh-huh. you know. So Just with some it's it seemed that we've got a lot of requests for it, and it was something that I I really I really didn't think I would do you know but I just it just seems like a natural progression for us and and my wife um, you know she, she really likes that and so said, you know she's like why not so sure. we've been working on our label design and uh you know we don't want to stray too far from where we are mm-hmm. so but we're really close Fun. with that and so
0: ah, yeah. that's exciting yeah. uh what brings you joy in life
1: oh my wife and my kids you know yeah,
0: family. Any
1: anything to do with them, you know, that's that's what's nice about about this is, you know, even the Monday night when we were, we were they were out here working with us for two or three hours or probably three or four hours, you know, and it's sometimes it's frustrating, you know, and I told you we had some labels that were screwed up <laughs> sure. when my son was wrong. <laughs> but you know, you look back on it and you laugh and you think, you know, uh, it it wouldn't have been with the little miscues that we had with the labeler or whatever, it wouldn't have been as fun sure. you know, if you wouldn't have been here, you know. Because if, when it's not all family, then it's all work. You kind of lose the, you know, sometimes you lose focus of why you're doing it in the first place. So. Oh, that's yeah. so true.
0: Yeah. That's a, I love that answer. Great so, answer. Thank you. Well, thanks thank you. so much for having me out here today. And Anytime. I will keep following you. We might have to do another podcast. Hey, fantastic. As you, Anytime. As you evolve. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> That was such a great experience. I learned a ton about his distillery. I also learned a lot about vodka, which I didn't know. I took some great photos and I will be sharing more of that with you in an upcoming blog post. So be on the lookout for that. My mom came along as well. So that was fun. I'm very inspired by Pat and I love his passion for his business and caring so much about his products and his farm. When you compare his vodka with other brands, I will tell you, you will be amazed at the difference in taste. I encourage you to connect with Pat and Lonely Oaks Distillery on their website and on social media. And I've included all the links in my show notes on iTunes, as well as on my website. Nick Sticks is also a product I love that is born and raised in the state of Iowa and is another goodie I am sharing with my podcast guest and in my giveaway this month. Nick's Sticks are the best tasting snack sticks you can find. And I love that they have no MSG, no nitrates, no antibiotics or hormones, no sugar and no red dye. All the goodness, none of the garbage, just pure protein. And Nick has been posting some really great Facebook live videos from their farm. So make sure to follow them on Facebook to learn more and by going to the website nicks-sticks.com. My website, annelizabeth.com, is where you can read my latest weekly wisdom blog post. I share my current crazy adventures, food, current workout music, playlist that's trying to motivate me to get buff. I'm really working on that. A really delicious and real deal recipe or what I love right now. You can also purchase my book and you can find all my previous podcast show notes and links to the things we talked about during all my conversations with these amazing people. Don't forget to register for the giveaway this month and please connect with me on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at RD. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.